Hey listener, welcome to the Art of Medicine podcast. You can look at us as an online clinic for everyone who wants to self-improve their health, their vitality and become a great athlete, become a great entrepreneur, creative artist or business leader. Health and performance has its foundational theories, of course, but this topic is incredibly nuanced and individualistic. That's why we bring you the knowledge and the wisdom of outstanding performers and individuals from all areas, all regions and all times of life. Why? Because these people are no talking heads. These people have actually gone through the experience of what works and what doesn't. These people are experts, coaches and practitioners in their fields and they will share their knowledge, their wisdom with you so that you can use that knowledge and achieve the things you want to achieve. Welcome again to the Art of Medicine, the number one resource for holistic health and performance. I'm so glad that you're here and now please enjoy the show. Today's guest is Tim Welch. Tim's a pro MMA and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu coach located in Peoria, Arizona, working with several pro MMA fighters in his sports and performance facility. Tim started his fighting journey as a 14-year-old wrestler, then later accumulated an MMA pro career record of 14-6. Tim is deep into combat sports but also holistic health and wellness as he made it his business to help others grow physically and mentally stronger. Tim, thank you so much for going on the show today and thank you so much for your time. Yeah, no problem. Excited to be here and excited to talk to you. Tim, I want to start with a sentence I heard from you, which goes like this. The only thing you need is money for good food and for the gym. Now, for people who have not yet heard of you before, how would you picture yourself when you look at how it all started in your early days, how it went down, when the successes came, but also when the failures came? And how did that make you to someone who says the only money you need is for good food and for the gym? Yeah, I've been super lucky um, with my, my journey and my path in, in fighting. I got started really young and I got big fights and big opportunities really young to where I wasn't really ready. Um, I really didn't take care of my body too well, overtrained, um, wasn't focused so much on my health as I was focused on just grinding every single day, grinding every practice just to be, just to Because back in the day, six years ago, five years ago, that's what it was, grinding hard. You're not really worried about your uh, nutrition, your recovery and everything. You just go in there each each day and practice and just pretty much kill yourself. So I, I, I accumulated a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries before some of my big opportunities. Um, and it's kind, of, it's kind of led me to where I'm at now. Once I got one of my – injuries i uh invited sugar sean down and i started uh kind of i saw a good talent in him so i invited him down and started to give him all the things that i've learned from past coaches and past experiences and past failures and then um he started really growing a lot from that and i kind of realized man i've learned from some of the world's best coaches i have a lot of good knowledge in my brain and my body's super beat up, I feel like I, I can make a big impact giving it all back to um, my jiu-jitsu athletes and my students and even people that listen to the podcast. I feel like I can have a bigger impact there. So a lot of my focus has been on that, you know, still learning from my teachers, um, Paul Check, uh, my professor, Augusto Mendez, 
still learning and studying and being curious about just all sorts of different things. And I'm super lucky that I found a passion in mixed martial arts that I loved so much. And I love food so much. So that's how I kind of got to that. I, um, not everyone has that passion, but I, I mean, has found their passion yet. But I, I found that passion and I, I figured out all I need is money for food and be able to train every day. And I'm going to be super um, grateful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it also touches upon the point of mastery, right? So mastery, this concept that you become so good at a subject um, that you can earn a good living doing it or teaching it. Now, going through the social medias, going through the internet, it seems to me that there are increasing amounts of holistic health practitioners or fitness trainers or MMA, Muay Thai, BJJ coaches. Um, now, I want to ask you, do you think there's a mastery process for those people? Or do you think that people like Porchek or Ben Greenfield have taken the cake already? Meaning, in terms of impact possible you can have with your teaching? Have we seen the pinnacle already or like... Is there a mastery process for, 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 for people like you, for people like me, for mm -hmm. trainers, for up, upcoming athletes to really make an impact? A hundred percent, because all of my teachers, people like Ben Greenfield, Paul Check, uh, Kyle Kingsbury, all of these people that I learned from, my students would have never found if it wasn't for me opening their eyes to them. So us learning that from them, and then giving it to a whole different crowd who's not there there yet or who, who hasn't found those teachers. Um, so pretty much all, all the stuff I've learned, I've made sure before I give it back that I apply it. Just like Paul Check says, applied knowledge is power. The knowledge isn't the power. If you apply it, that's the power. So making sure I'm doing it and I'm living, living, um, as optimal as possible right now. My relationships are good. My recovery is good. I have a, a super healthy mind and a healthy mindset from all the little habits that I do every day. So making sure I apply all that knowledge and give it back. Um, yeah, that's kind, that's kind of the, the main thing. That's why I think anyone can learn that. And if they're applying it, then they're going to be a good teacher to someone else. Mm, right. And the real wisdom also lies in the application, right? So it seems to me that knowledge is free, right? If you look at the internet today, um, I mean, you can get whatever you really want to learn at really low cost or for free with podcasts, with YouTube, uh, with the internet. Um, but then how do you apply that knowledge? When you say you have habits, when you say um, you have routines, You say you, you strive for good relationships. Um, what are we actually striving for when we say we want to self-develop, when we, we want to become faster, we want to become stronger, more healthy? What are we actually striving for? I think you're striving not comparing yourself to others, but you're striving to just to obviously be the best that your body's capable of being. You know, Everyone's so different, so they have to really explore and be curious and figure out what works best for them. And then, like I said, apply it and hold yourself accountable because no one else is going to do it for you. You have to wake up and say, okay, I, I trust this person. I trust this trainer. I trust this knowledge that I'm learning. I'm going to write it down and I have to do it. And if I don't do it, then I don't have control of myself. Other people have control and I have no control of myself if I don't have the discipline to wake up, look at the list I, I wrote down the night before and do that list. 
And for me, my list is simple. If every, every single day I wake up and I do a breathing practice right now, I'm doing it through the XPT app, a nice five to 10 minute breathing, um, breathing workout, I guess you could call it. And then after that, I'll use the Sam Harris meditation app. The neuroscientist Sam Harris has a great um, app called waking up and it teaches you the steps to meditate. And after that, after I go on with my day, I try to obviously eat as clean as possible and do the best I can. And at the end of the day, I like to do a good 15 to 20 minute stretching routine and then do my cold plunge. Um, and if I, if I get those, those things done, no matter what, what I'm doing that day, if I get those four things done, then I'm probably bound to have a pretty good day. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. How do how important are routines for you? And do you remember life before you had routines done where you just kind of woke up and like took it day by day? How, what changed? Yeah, for the longest time, because probably from 18 or 19 years old when I turned professional to 25, 26 years old, I would just beat my body down and then eat a bunch of foods that caused me inflammation. And then I wouldn't do any movement before bed. So I'd go to bed really stiff and I'd wake up even stiffer. Um, I, I wouldn't be as hydrated as possible, especially living in Arizona when the, the temperature is over 100 a lot of the times of the year being extra hydrated, making sure I, I'm, I'm staying hydrated with, um, extra min minerals like Celtic sea salt and my water and just making sure that my hydration is top notch. If my hydration's top notch, then my sleep's going to be better. Um, my recovery is going to be better. My brain's going to work better. Everything's going to work better if I make sure I'm, I'm hydrated. So those definitely in the past couple of years that I've, I've gotten much better at doing and it's completely changed my life. It's cha changed my mood waking up. It's changed my relationships, it's changed being edgy. That com combined with the meditation practices and the cold plunge, it's all added together, all those little things. Sweet, yeah. Um, do you have a current diet and nutrition um, philosophy? So are you keto, doing, are you in carnivore, low carb, uh, intuitive mm -hmm. eating, what are you flying with? For me, I haven't done any blood tests quite yet sugar has done um like blood tests to see what foods cause some inflammation but for me i just i'm trying to get in tune with my body trying to make sure the ingredients are obviously as organic as possible and that when i eat it i don't feel gassy i don't feel like burping i eat it and my body says yes to it so right now i'm not training for any competitions but i'm still training pretty hard every single day so I just make sure the foods are clean, organic foods as much as possible. Um, and that's pretty much it. So I don't, I don't count my calories. I don't make it too hard to follow. I just keep healthy foods in the fridge. That's it. So if I wanted a bad food and if I wanted to cheat, I have to put on my clothes. I have to get ready. I have to make it a process to go to the store to get that bad food. So all I have is good food in my house. Sweet. Yeah. Mm, but you don't fuck with carnivore or saying like um, eating more fats and carbohydrates or fasting, something like that? Yeah. On, on days I don't train, I do try to do a little bit less carbs and do a little bit higher fats. And, uh, but like I said, I don't, I don't 
a lot of my focus isn't going to that. A lot of my focus is going to either the gym, my students, the podcasts. Um, I'm not doing it so much on counting my calories, making sure I eat this, making sure I eat that. I have my pretty set foods and, um, yeah, I eat them and they seem to be working well for me. I'm, I'm still on an incline on improving. And as long as I'm on an incline and keep improving, then I'm going to probably kind of stick with what I'm doing. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, simplicity also helps some wisdom, right? So, I mean, you can really overdo it with nutrition. You can supplement your way into crazy states. Um, you can also have a lot of toxic supplements. And people try to fix everything with nutrition it seems like but then there's so much more right to being healthy so yeah. when you have a student coming into your gym when you have a mma fighter coming um or is it just someone who wants to get healthy and fit how do you how do you teach that how, what, what do you say to him um what's the essence essence of coaching for you Yeah, it, it, depending on what their goals are, I'll, I'll kind of ask them. A lot of people are even surprised about it. I ask kind of what they ate or how much water did you drink today or did you sleep good? Um, do you do any stretching practices? Do you do any moving or anything? Do you have any meditation practices? And kind of see, see where they're at because everyone's at a different place. There's some people that come in that they're already good. They've heard us from the podcast and they come in and they're already doing good at their meditation and they're moving and they're breathing. And, um, as long as they're thinking, breathing, eating, drinking, sleeping, and moving is as long as they have all those in line, they're probably doing pretty good. And if they're missing those, then we can slowly start to incorporate them and not all at once. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to philosophy, um, let's say a pro athlete comes to you, right? An MMA, aspiring MMA athlete. Um, you, you were young once, right? You might have a mindset which was beating up your body too much. You didn't have the knowledge. From a philosophical uh, point of view, how do you approach athletes to get their mindset right in order to like, consistently grow and perform? Yeah, and that, that's also a tricky one, depending on their background. Have they wrestled before or are they fresh off the, the streets and they've never really competed in anything? Um, I put them in a lot of different positions in the, in the um, practice room. That's going to test them mentally and see how mentally strong they are and not really always getting beat up, but really making a person fatigued, mm -hmm. really making a person fatigued. And if they do want to fight, then maybe I'll go in there or have a partner go in there and go in there. And when they're really fatigued, hit them to the body, hit them to the body and make sure that kind of fear is going through their mind and see how they react to it. Mm -hmm. So you get the heart rate up and they feel the fatigue and then they kind of, it's uh, it's like on those TV shows where the, the you know, the mentalist where he goes mm -hmm. and he kind of edges these people until they reveal their true self in a way. Is that how you do it? Is that you make them fatigued so they express themselves like they are? Well, yeah, a lot of that is that, but I, I get them fatigued to the point to where it's like, okay, now you want to do MMA? You have mm -hmm. to get that fatigued at least two, three, four times a week. You're going to have to get that fatigued. You're going to have to get really, really tired and uncomfortable and get uncomfortable a lot and be comfortable there. You know, so, and some people are like, wow, I didn't, expect it to be like that i didn't expect it to be that tiring i didn't expect 
that much mental resistance when I was that tired. So they don't want to do it. And then they'll decide to do something else, um, which is totally, totally cool with me too. You know, that's why I like training jujitsu is because, and I like teaching jujitsu in the gi because it brings your everyday person in people who work full-time jobs and people who don't want to fight for a living. And then it gives them that release. And I don't push those guys as hard as I would push an MMA fighter. But still, I push them just enough and don't beat up their brain and don't beat up their body. That's why I really enjoy the jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. Now, you said earlier that you suffered from um, some injuries. Now, you also have this holistic perspective of a Paul Czech, for example. Um, could you remedy your injuries? Did you kind of discover something for yourself, um, how to heal it? Did something work like, you know, for example, uh, diet, nutrition, long-term, reduce inflammation, these kind of things? Oh, once I started getting my first injuries, I blew up my biceps and stuff and started going to physical therapy. And they re I, I was lucky enough to go to a physical therapist that really taught me a lot about my posture, really informed me about my posture and why posture, posture is important for digesting food, for just everything. Your posture is important. So I learned that from one of my surgeries and then I broke my jaw and got wired shut. Mm. And I, I was dri it was driving me crazy because I was wired shut for eight weeks and it, I couldn't talk to anyone. So I would just sit at home for eight weeks and not be able to eat, just get liquid through my, uh, through my um, wires. So then that's when I kind of found meditation and meditation led to a whole different, whole different avenue of things. And then I found stoicism and I found all these things that I was like, wow, this is, and then I found Paul check. And I was like, finally someone to have a goal to kind of achieve. Like, yeah, that's kind of how it went. Mm. Do you, are you striving to be on the level of Paul check when it comes to the calmness he exerts the kind of being he is? Yeah, definitely. I, I guess I wouldn't be say striving to that because going to hang out with Paul, it made me realize, man, he's just human, just like the rest of us. He's mm. not this superhuman, crazy guy. So that that made me feel good and made me really think I'm on the on the right track, you know. But for me, as long as I can keep my relationships good, continue to improve myself physically and mentally, and then improve the people around me physically and mentally then that's all I can ask for. And that's just kind of my main goal. Mm. So just self, just developing your whole circle. Yeah. And that's even at my gym, I'm, I'm thinking about cutting the memberships off at a hundred, hundred people and just keeping those my hundred people instead of making it a big money thing to where people are coming in and I, I can't get a personal relationship with everyone. I really want to have a personal impact to be able to help all my students. Mm. Sweet. So yeah, that brings me to the next question. Um, you are a coach and I mean, there are so many coaches out there um, who do very different things. What do you think is the most important thing you are coaching for your teaching? I mean, you know, is it, is it to make a, to make the next great fighter? Is it to make mm -hmm. a lot of money? Is it to, mm -hmm. what is it for? For me, one of my best friends, and he's pretty much like my little brother, and it's Sugar Sean. You know, he's looked up to me and he's took my advice for 12, 12 fights now. I, I was with him when he was an amateur. And for MMA-wise, I, I don't really want to coach an MMA team, and I don't want to coach a lot of fighters. Maybe a, a fighter here and there, but I'd definitely like to make 
Sugar, uh, a UFC champion. And whatever we got to do, whoever else we got to bring in, whatever things we have to do, you know, because I enjoy my time with him and he's on a similar path to where we're both trying to improve each other and improve the people around us. So for goal-wise, for being a coach, my goal is to make Sugar a UFC champion and then just have a successful jiu-jitsu academy and make some good black belts. Mm-hmm. Sweet, sweet. Tim, um, if you would have a personal philosophy, so you, you talked upon stoicism. Um, do you live after stoic principles? Or what do you think is the most healthy way to go when it comes to philosophy? Yeah, when it comes to philosophy, I, I do live off a lot of stoicism principles. I think they have it right in a lot of ways, but I don't completely just preach the stoicism. Um, I think making sure you can just go back, find a way to go back and see the programming and the conditioning that your parents made into you that they engraved into you and kind of see what's good about it and what's bad about it. And then fi finally just getting a deep, a good meditation practice, learning to meditate, learning to just be with yourself and learning to not let those emotions come in and take over. And I think once you can get good at that, then everything else will fall into place. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Do you believe that you should, I mean, when someone grows up, someone becomes a, a man, you kind of have to make peace with your parents, right? But at the same time, um, depending on the situation, there can be a lot of um, indoctrination, which, which, which uh, could happen. Um, for example, don't trust nobody, right? Or this mm -hmm. is the truth. And then you kind of grow up and you think, hey, fuck, I kind of wasted a lot of time now um, being indoctrinated. I wasted a lot of time. Maybe I, 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 I screwed up relationships before um, because I wasn't really myself because I still held mm -hmm. on those um, belief systems. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's a big part of becoming a real person, maybe also a great athlete to kind of make peace with your past and then, but also become yourself? Yeah, I definitely think so. And especially making peace with your past and finding all those subconscious patterns that are going on that are leading you to what, what's going on and you don't even know you're doing that. So definitely making peace with yourself and trying to figure out which patterns are good and which patterns are holding me back. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, Tim, last question. I always close the interviews with that question. And is it, uh, it is... If you could go back in time and you're on the phone, uh, you have a phone call with your 18-year-old self, with your 19-year-old mm -hmm. self, your 21-year-old mm -hmm. self, what would you tell them on a 10-minute phone call? What would be the message? Yeah, I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't want to change anything, like I said, because all those failures led me to where I'm at now. But I would just tell myself back then, everything's going to be okay and just try to enjoy each moment. And mm. it's hard. And, and I don't, back then, I don't know what, where, what that would have done in my mind. It could have just went one through, out, one through, you know, one through ear, one out the other. But that's why, yeah, I definitely would just say, enjoy the moment. Don't stress too much. Everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. That's it. Enjoy, yeah. 
I think that's a good message. Um, do you have any plans for the future? Anything big planned which people should know about? And also when people want to get to know you, maybe they're in the Arizona area mm. and they want to get coaching. Um, mm. Where can people find you? Yeah, uh, at TWBJJMMA on Instagram. I'm pretty good at replying to people on that and then setting up privates here and there. Um, and then at Tim Welch MT on Instagram, that's where you can follow me and kind of no, no real big plans. My only big plans are just to stay consistent with my habits I have going on right now, because I feel like they're leading me down a good path and just, yeah, that's it. Staying consistent with the habits I have right now. And um, first of all, um, thanks so much for your time. Second of all, I think it's a really, really great message because a lot of people, they're always looking for the next thing. They're always looking for the one mm. book which brings them further, the one mm. uh, exercise which will like kick off everything. But you're saying keep the things you have, right? You're saying build up the momentum and stick to what works and just grind and repeat. Yeah, just like the book Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. There's there's hundreds of top performers, high-level people talking about all the same stuff, being able to be meditate and being able to be grateful for what they have. And they all have similar habits, good morning routines, good night routines. And if you keep all those good, then your life's probably going to be pretty good. And know that there's going to be like steps. There's, there's going to be really low times and there's going to be really high times. But you just got to ride the waves, ride the waves. When things are good, they're not always going to be good, but enjoy them while they're good. When things are bad, they're not always going to be bad. So just sit in it, sit in it, feel those bad emotions and then come out of it. Sweet, man. Tim Welch, everybody, thanks so much for your time today. Anytime. Check out Tim Welch on Instagram, Tim Welch MT. Also check out the Timbo Sugar Show podcast. This was this week's episode of the Out of Medicine Show. Thank you for listening and I see you next time.